Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Good, Joe. Here we are back again. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, worn out, burning the candle at both ends like always. Did a, another podcast earlier today, and then hit the gym, hit yoga, and back here. Did you go racing it all this weekend? No, um, I got stuck doing some dad duties yesterday, so I went practicing at the 510 until about noon yesterday. Oh, cool. How'd yeah. that go? For me, it I I don't feel, pra- I don't like to practice. You know what okay. I mean? I literally have to force myself to run practice packs, all that stuff, but um, the track was good. And Joe 3 did fairly well practicing, too. Awesome. That, you know, that four-hour time window we were there almost seems just about right for for him. Okay. So. When did you say you went? Yesterday. I went from 8 to noon. Okay. So not enough people showed up to race? No. Uh, And if there was, I would have ran a qualifier and went home. We -hmm. went to that um, C place in the Rosedale Mall. What is that? You go, oh man, you go pet stingrays, otters, all that crap. Oh, right on. Cool. It was cool. As for one of the kids' friends' birthdays. That place is at Rosedale, huh? Yeah. A lot is there, of the, oh, is there a restaurant called Big Bowl there? I think there is might that, be. That that place is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I think there is. It's But we went to that place and we went, I went to the, there's a huge line. So I'm looking at this line, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the potato corner and pick up some sweet potato fries. Well, because we're there with the party, we got to skip the whole line deal. Oh, cool. I mean, there were, when we were, I, I saw the, we were in the back of the line. I remember the people that were in front of me. We were in there for just over two hours, and the people just in front of us were just getting in. <laughs> oh. I've been in a line like that before for, have you ever heard of Can Can Wonderland? No. Okay, so it's um, it's it's a vintage and very, very vintage arcade. Like, we're not talking oh, 70s, yeah, no. we're talking 60s and have, 50s. That's in St. Paul, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's close to that soccer stadium. Yeah, that place actually looks really rad. The... The the mini golf is is out of this world, but there's a reason why you gotta wait so damn long, and that's because it's it's really awesome. So while you're waiting, there's there's other stuff to do there. There's ping pong tables, and yeah. there's like I said, really old arcade games. Like a lot of them are mechanical. Okay, they're yeah. not they're not even you know digital TV based or anything like that or computer based. They are old mechanical games they're so cool but i would imagine you know these things are 60 70 years old it's there's probably like one guy in the region that knows how to work on shit like that i bet he makes all of his money off that one place no doubt and so it is really expensive to play those games yeah we actually kind of ran out of our budget (laughs) <laughs> still waiting <laughs> to play mini golf and we would have been waiting even longer but we had a a mom with us that is uh really proactive about making things happen for her family yep. so she she was able to get us in and jump the line ahead of some people well that's cool um 
Yeah, my wife and I, what we do is when we want to see places like that, we, um, we'll take a Monday off or a Tuesday and go in the morning. That's super smart. Uh, it's because Beth and I, man, we don't go on vacations. We take a day off and we go and see a movie or something like that. Or Yeah. I think the first time we went to Texas Roadhouse, there was no line because it was uh, Tuesday lunch. <laughs> that that place is wild on a Saturday, like no matter where you are in the country. Oh, God. Jackie, my daughter, loves it so much. Yeah. And that's her favorite place to go after a jiu-jitsu tournament. Jiu-jitsu oh, for sure. tournaments are Saturdays, and we're not out of there until dinner time. Oh, it's hell. Stack some bread in there. Mm. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah. No, dude, I'm going to. I've been on a tough diet again, and after this tournament, man, I'm going to get stupid. You. So, anyway, so, so a lot a lot of racing has happened. Right. Cause yeah, we, the 510 had a big one. Yeah, that was so much fun. He had 83 entries, I believe. Beautiful. Yes. But it's it's a little bit of a bummer when... There's no weekly club racing there. Right. Everybody jumps trophy race to trophy race, which I'm one of those guys because I want to support my tracks. Right. Yeah, back before Thunder Road popped up, you could go just about every Saturday. There was enough people to be racing at the 510. But, yeah, with with um thunder road kind of being on an alternate trophy race schedule right it definitely gets people bouncing back and forth yeah. and then some of the people that come up from the cities they only not only but they predominantly race carpet so they come up to thunder road and don't come up to 510 all that often i know yeah next week there's a trophy race at dollar oh cool so that's where I'll be next week. And that so that's an off-road race and then uh the MMR challenge that's a weekend long race, isn't it? Right. Yes, that's coming up I believe that's next going weekend on at the also. Same time. Yes. I bet you seniors going to do the MMR challenge. Oh, okay, so you hadn't you hadn't talked to him about locking no. him in for dollar hobbies I'm, then. I can't get a Great answer out of the guy for a lot of things, but I I bet you he will be doing the MMR challenge. He's liking his um, GT12 car a lot. He's having a ton of fun with that class. What chassis is he using for that? Uh, CRC I gave him like four or five years ago. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So he's actually kind of doing keeping with the spirit of that class, right? Not right. not running a brand new high tech, you know, well, whatever. I want to say he might be using a Jess Isaacson chassis plate, but, you know, CRC, brand new, it's a $200 kit anyways. Right. Um, yeah, but anyways, back to the 510, that was, man, I got my uh, mini truggy dialed. Actually, I so I got it mechanically dialed. Tor came and... He was there between, oh, I want to say between the second round and the main. Okay. He's like, Junior, your car's a handful. Let me screw with stuff. It's like, all right. So I'm like, well, let's see what he does. He adds in a bit of drag brake. That helps way more than I thought it would. I, I'm usually not a drag brake fan. 
Sure. But he put in 30% drag brake. He, um, we turned down the punch setting on my ESC and turned up the drive frequency because I had it set for an 8.5 and I put the 6.0 back in. And then we um, turned down the feeling on the M12S, and I believe the M17 has the same deal. You go into setup, and you go down to feeling, and we turned it down like three or four notches. Sure. And that made the truck so drivable. Dude, I, you know how good Ben is with the truck, right? Right. Yeah, he's killing it. Him and I were gone. <laughs> I literally made a mistake and gave him the win by like a second and a half. But, I mean, he was right there anyways. It was who made the mistake and it was me. Right. And I'm not even saucing my truggy tires anymore. And our guest tonight, uh, KP Rains, Keith Rains, he TQ'd that truggy class. Yeah. Talk about that. Dude, he's... He's driving very well. He's putting in the practice time. The thing about KP is he's only been racing for a year, but, man, he dove in hard. Right. Literally, he did started. They, like, is it even a full year? Did they? I they, can't remember. Did they race last winter? Yeah, they started they February of last year. Yeah. They okay, were, so were, it's been about one year. Yes. Then. Yes, it's been a year. Unreal. But, yeah, 510 was, the 510 was fun. Um how was stock buggy there? Shitty for me. <laughs> I Whoa. see you ended up six. You qualified ninth, so that means you bumped. Yep. It was bad. It just... Mm, I couldn't... There's a corner at the end of the straight, a 180 instead of a sweeper. My truck was awesome through it. And this was yesterday, too. My buggy was horrible through it. Sure. It was great everywhere else. Everywhere else it was great. It's just that 180 at the end. That's of interesting because in the last layout with those tight S-turns, that was back-to-back 180s. I mean, your car was lights out through that stuff. Yeah. You just kept you just kept screwing yourself on that hip jump. Yeah, I know. And he's got a – he built another chicane um, before the straightaway. Uh, nice tight S section, but it's like off camber. My buggy's sure. fantastic through there. It really is, and it's just that one one eighty. Um, what it is, I think it's. Uh, I have an Orion ESC that I don't have a programming box for, and I think I need to add drag brake to it, and I just have no way to do it. I you might be able to do a push button sequence situation, but yeah. Yep. Who won that one? Was it Caden? Caden Hins qualified second, finished first. Ben Savakul. Yep. End up finishing second and james dolan finishing third so right it was the the young guys was, smashing the old guy in it was the, a very fast crowd um, yeah no doubt clayton was there he finished fourth yeah clayton bumped up from the b with me what was clayton doing down in the b mike uh, my car wasn't exactly right here's the deal i hate to say it and I, but I ordered the tools to start doing tire braking. <laughs> I don't want to, but it's becoming a necessity. I'm not going to go as hard, but I'm looking at my tires by the point they're broken in. 
I would have ground out off that much anyways. Yeah. It's it's becoming and then I I'm ordering a foam roller from a guy who 3D prints them. It breaks in the foam. It doesn't do anything to your tread or nothing like that. But you put your tire on the drill and put put it the foam on the roller and it just sits there and kind of crunches the foam. Just Jesus. I would like to just form a protest or maybe start a petition so we can go back to brushed motors, which I know nothing about, but I know that you guys were messing around with them for the majority of your pit downtime. Oh, I love So them. you couldn't really touch the rest of the car. <laughs> so can we just go back to that, please? Because it's getting freaking ridiculous. Well, the thing is, I'm doing all this. I'm going to be doing all this at home. Which is garbage. You should be petting your cat. I do. Hanging out with your family. I do. But uh, here we are doing tire stuff so that we can keep up in a stock class that's Ugh. what and again another positive mini truggy i've never broken in the foams and i'm at the point to where i saw some for the first two times on the on the first two runs on them and then i just leave them that's where yeah. i'm at i don't i saw feel like some. you don't really have to sell people on mini truggy you just but they i do just have to drive it yeah they, exactly i let chris the only, the only people that think they're not cool are the ones that haven't driven them right I like Chris Martin has driven a few. He's driven a techno and all that, but he's never driven the team velocity. And he goes, if you dial this thing back one notch, I'd be untouchable. <laughs> That's how good mine is on clay. It's he, he was getting the hang of it really fast. So how are you feeling about your chances for the spring champs? One ten national down at, uh, Omaha. <sighs> I have a feeling a uh, podium for Mini Truggy. Um, I'm going to try to make top five in Expert A in Stock Buggy. Right on. Yeah. So what other That's races? right. You can't race the 21.5 class this year. Well, it wasn't 21.5 last year. It was uh, just regular. I thought there stuff. was a 21.5 class. I think it is now. Okay. But last year it was 17.5. And I know... I know it was seventeen five because they teched my vehicle several times. Okay, <laughs> so I I was running a seventeen five and twenty one five. That would have been hilarious. What other? So yeah, the five ten was a good one going back. Um, yeah, if we move up to racing this weekend, the toy box with their new layout, or were you going to go to Thunder Road? That's right. They they debuted that Wednesday. Um, I didn't catch any Wednesday results, but it looked like they had a big day on Saturday. They did. Well, what happened was I, I feel bad. I was looking at the times. They ain't get out of there until eight o'clock, but it wasn't their fault at all. They lost power for like three or four hours. No way. And everybody yeah. stayed around. Yeah. Everybody stuck around. I would have left. Oh, absolutely. I would have been down at Meister's. Right. Right. I mean, three, I, three hours later, I would have been, well, no, I wouldn't have been four beers deep, but yeah, if I would have I had think, a ride home, I would have been. Yeah, but it would have been, I mean, that's a crew that, I mean, I, I like the toy box and I like the look of their new layout, but if I'm sitting there for an hour and nothing's happening, I'm going home. That's just unreal dedication. Yeah. I, I feel bad for them, but man, they finished the race day. And yeah. you know what I noticed? Yeah. Mini Truggy was marshalling stock buggy. 
That the must have been a, stock buggy. That must have been <laughs> a huge improvement. Just Shouldn't it have been Okay, so yes, okay, so the second to the last race was Truggy and they marshaled stock buggy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the list though and like most a lot of these guys run stock buggy. Hey, Clayton raced mini Truggy. Who's whose rig was he running, you think? I don't know, but that is cool. That is cool. Yeah, uh, Keith Vanderheide took took the win there. Mike Nesbitt second. Nesbitt Clayton said Luca third. Yeah. Nesbitt, Mr. Lucky to be alive. Did you see the car accident he got into the week prior? Yeah, I did. Scary stuff. It is scary, and he usually never wears a seatbelt. He clicked it in that day. Right on. So hopefully uh, he keeps clicking that damn seatbelt in. Yeah, I'd be okay with him doing that. Yeah, that's one thing I, I'm, the one literally the one time I didn't wear my seatbelt, I got a ticket. The one time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, you aren't kidding. There was, there was a big time gap in there. Yeah, it's in round one. Round one. That's why nobody went home. They they were, the whole time they were just thinking, ah, it'll just be a little bit longer. It'll be a little bit longer. Right. I. Holy balls. So <laughs> Kyle Holmberg looked like he trounced him in the yep. stock buggy class. James I... Dolan takes second. Steve Nelson, Nelly, old Iron Fist came out and got third. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that new layout. I can't wait to try it, um, hopefully on the 29th. Okay. Um, I Hey, you know, though, pretty soon after this tournament coming up in a month, I might be able to get some Friday racing in at uh, MMR. Nice. So I'm going to try a new schedule for the gym. I'm there six days a week, and I'm just burnt. So I figure if I do four days a week and do two classes a day and take Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, I might be able to recover better. Sure. So go Friday night MMR. That sounds like a good time. It's always a good time. Yeah. Speaking of MMR, they were racing on Friday night. A friend of the show, Nathan Jornt, finishes first there. TQs and converts for the win. Doug Ostad, he made his way up from fourth to second, and Torot finished third. Okay, that's awesome. So a lot of people did the double duty because they packed up their stuff from MMR and headed up to Thunder Road the next day. Trophy race there. Looks like looks like Tor took the win up there. He's been having a lot of success up at Thunder Road this year. For sure. Brian yeah. Bowman finishes second. Dwayne Fisher third. Yeah. That is what it is. Um, yeah, there's a lot of controversy behind Thunder Road, and man, again, something new. A little bit. Well, okay, they checked rotors, which is awesome. I love it. But they did it for every class and every main. Woof. Like for mini truggy, um, they go to my dad turn on your truck we want to take a look at your ESCs like why it's open yeah right yeah I don't get it yeah no I don't think uh it was racers was, that were doing the, the show on that I, I don't I don't know okay I don't know 
That's the strangest thing I've ever heard. Let me let me see your ESC in an open mod class. But I, I don't think the people doing tech were racers. Oh, well, that would do it. But I, I, I get it then. I oh. love the... Don't get me wrong. I love that they were teching, but they should have only teched the A mains in the stock classes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, always like at the 510... Uh, last week for the trophy race, they tacked Blinky, Weight, and Voltage for everybody in the A main. It took a tick longer, but everybody got through, and it was fine. Sure. So. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's all good then. And But, man, they did it for the C main, the B main. They did it for open classes. Well, for open classes, you really only need to check the battery voltage. It's But they're trying to do something, you know? You can't... You can hate on the way they did it, but you can't hate on their effort. That's my opinion Agreed. on it. Agreed. Do you have any more results? I do. They had. I wanted to mention, too, they had a... They had a really strong stadium truck showing. That's you know, so awesome. Usually, usually stadium truck these days, even at a trophy race, is less people than you need to marshal the track for the next round. So they had a good showing there. Uh, J.G. Kim, I haven't seen him in quite a while, but apparently he's been getting out and racing, so that's cool. Um, did you get to meet J.G. this summer at any of the... I met him three or four years ago. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't realize he's been around with us that long. He was here in South Dakota, and then he was gone. Sure. So maybe he's back for an extended period Yeah. right now. But anyway, he took the win in stadium truck there. Sparky finished second, and Frank Miller in third. Okay. Then I have, and once again, I can't get any hobby farm results because it's they're their results are going back in January still. Like January twenty fifth is the last up uploaded results for them. Yeah, I'll I'll if I remember, I'll PM Gary Zdenek and ask him what the deal is. Sure. Well, um, so then I will move on. I was going to mention uh, T's Raceway down in Rochester, Minnesota. High bite, um, high bite dirt oval down there. Our buddy Swenson, he was racing a couple classes. I'm trying to find the super stock A main. There it is. He finished second in that to Adam Radiski. Adam Radiski that awesome. races anywhere, any place, anytime. I can't even imagine how many race cars that guy has. Yeah, he uh, he's got probably every oval car ever made. <laughs> well, that that and he races some off road too. I don't know how he finds time for it, but. Um, yeah, he races down at T's. You see him at the toy box sometimes. He's got every other Sunday going at MMR. He goes up to the hobby farm. It's, it's unreal the amount of racing that that guy puts in. But anyway, our buddy Swenson stuck it in the A main of super stock, got a second. He also races a really neat class down there called Midwest mod. And, And I don't know how familiar, how familiar are you with dirt oval racing? Not Joe. not really anymore. I, sure. 
So a really popular one-to-one, so full-scale racing class in the Midwest region is the B mods and the A mods. And so oh, they're, you're they're talking real. Dirt. You're talking real. I'm very... No, familiar. I'm oh. I'm just... They have a class down at T's with modified bodies, which are, that is to cool. me, they're one of the sexiest dirt oval cars out there. Um, modified... That class is really neat because yeah. it's... It's kind of a spec chassis. Right, that um, is cool. There's there's not a whole a lot of adjustments you can do to it. It doesn't have the the adjustable A arms and stuff like that that all the other cars have. It's a it's a driver's class. It's yeah. a really really neat class. Anyway, Swenson's racing that, um, but he ended up in the C main of that, that one. Okay, finished in second. Um, but that those are the two classes that I would recommend to people if they wanted to get their feet wet down at T's would be the super stock class, which is a 110 two-wheel drive buggy base class with a super stock body. It's act- they're actually technically street stock bodies. I'm not sure why they call the class super stock because in real life, super stock looks more like a late model. Okay. But I digress. <laughs> anyway, uh, and my buddy Jim Blunt, he finished, what did he finish? He was in the A main for Midwest Mod and he finished third. And that's the guy that originally got me into dirt oval racing i used to travel around the country uh working with him at fox oh cool so that's why i initially bought a midwest mod car and went down and and started racing at t's a couple years ago okay um let's see we got about four minutes before we call up kp should i burn through a note or two here yeah let's get to it max mort former uh jq driver went to ae i had a feeling it was going to be something like that yeah i i I guess i wonder how good of a deal he's getting he's i don't know maybe a hundred he's not an he's not an elite driver by any means no um what I think happened was, do you remember when JQ tested out all those cars this summer and gave his opinions on all of them? It's been a while since I caught one of his. I used to watch a lot of his live shows, and then um, ah, that was that was when I had a little bit more free time, I guess. Right. right. Well, anyways, he did that, and um, I think Max helped him test these vehicles, and I think he fell in love with the AE. <laughs> it's kind of uh, like, you know... When a when a two swinger couples one falls in love with the other and somebody's gonna get hurt. <laughs> That's a great analogy, Joe. I know, I know. I'm just loving the mental picture that I have right now because I know it's not the type of people that you see on the porno websites. Oh God, no! God, no! It's a bunch of three hundred and fifty pound folks. We had some murders in Big Lake because of swinging gone wrong. Big Lake is a town next to mine. That's that's messy stuff, man. It is. Um, Literally. Yeah, very messy. I talked about radio setup and how Tor showed me the feeling deal. Yeah, I went and looked at that. I literally fired up my M17 as you were talking. I had never even looked at that setting before. I never even, I haven't either. You know, you mess around with the expos and the speeds, but I've never messed with feeling until then. Sure. Um. Someone came to the 510 last week from Bismarck, North Dakota, because he heard us talking about the 510. I wanted yeah. to give the guy a mess of decals, but I couldn't find him. I just heard he was there. Cool. 
Yeah, I love it. I think that's awesome. Um, I will be race directing again for the MNRC. Perfect. It kind of sucks. I'll, I guess I'll race my A scale at FTR or something. Right. But it's, it's extra money. It's decent money, and they need it. I, I hate the stress it takes to find another announcer, and will they be reliable, and will they right. do an okay job and all that. Sure. I've done enough races in the past and I've made enough mistakes and I've done good enough job and it's like, yeah, I'll take that job over again. Why not? Sure. Was uh was Praski unavailable for the summer? Well what he's gonna do is it's a imperative time in his education. Sure. So he's gonna spend time on his education which is the proper thing for him to do even though i might be a smart ass and be like ah rc's more important nah for what he wants no. he wants to fly yeah. planes yeah exactly and good for him too because while obviously they spend a lot of time in the saddle they also get a pretty good amount of off time suit too so if he wanted to he could come back to rc oh, and sure. have the money to do it and yeah we could see him again and you know obviously we'd like that there's not too many people out there that wouldn't want to have kp around for sure for sure um do you want to call up uh the other kp i'm not good uh, at i can try yeah <laughs> i don't i don't have him in, a, in my address book but i see i sent you that message I, I see some stuff here so if you just want to keep rolling with something i'll work on that yeah. also um i'm building a speed run car out of a tc3 Chris Martin made a 2020 Minnesota speed run page on Facebook. I saw that and I'm like, Ooh, I think I got something. Uh, Tim Smith went 110 miles an hour with the TC four ten years ago. I, I think I can get this thing up to 120. I think I have ideas and I've been picking Tim Smith's brain. He knows what my motivation is. So, any luck at finding them? I'm working on it. Nothing yet. There we go. Okay. There's his name. We're going to add him to the call. Okay. Oh, it doesn't do it for that one. (laughs) No, when we're calling somebody in, it doesn't make the noise, thankfully, because we'd probably be blowing somebody's eardrums out. Right. And there he is, Keith. What up, fellas? Hey, Keith, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? We're doing pretty good, man. Just sitting here BSing about races uh, this past yesterday and the weekend prior. Oh, yeah. Yep, I was out at the toy box yesterday. Yeah, how did that go for you? Uh, it went pretty good. I got a little sloppy. The light, the power went out for like two hours. Someone took out a transformer down the road, I guess, or something, so... We decided to tough it out and stick around. Yep. A few people left, and um, it was a long day. We didn't get home until like 9.30 last night, so it was fun. A little rough on my driving yesterday, but it was still a fun day. Right on. Keith, Keith did anybody head down to the bar just down the road for the intermission? Uh, uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure about that. I know Cartaluca and... I forgot his buddy that's always with him, his name. He has a team-associated shirt he's always wearing. Steve Nelson? Uh, 
Yeah, it must have been him. Does he run two-wheel drive buggy? Yep. Yep, that's who it was then. They were talking about going to the bar, but they waited it out, and they stuck around and finished racing with us. So, <laughs> so I would have headed know. straight down to Meister's, ordered up some corn dogs, and had somebody give me a call when the power was back Yeah, up. heck yeah. So yeah. listeners, we're talking to KP Rains. That's Keith Rains. He's a local, regional, Minnesota-area racer. Joe and I see him out there quite a bit. And our listeners can probably pick up a little bit of an accent. Keith, where are you from? I am from Texas. And how'd you end up in Minnesota? I met, I was here building a water tower about 13 years ago, and I met Chelsea Rains, my wife. Uh, Chelsea Brown is her maiden name. Yeah. Our dad owns Charlie Brown's gas station in Elk River, Minnesota. Right. If anybody's familiar with that, I, that's uh, how I met her. Yeah, I went to high school with Chelsea. So, so Keith, was it a situation where you came up here for work and you never left? Uh, I actually did leave. I went on to build a few more water towers, and then I ended up coming back. And we've been together ever since. Uh, that's awesome. And you guys run a business. I don't know if it's together or not. Does she help you out with that? Yes, sir. She does. She does all of our books, computer work, and sales, and I do all the fabrication and installation. So you could uh, maybe talk to the listeners a little bit about running your business and juggling that with a, a very large amount of RC that you guys are doing. Yes, it is. It's kind of tough. Um, I just make time for it because I really don't do anything else. So we work Monday through Friday, uh, 8 o'clock till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And if I have any spare time after that or if I'm bored sitting at home, I always find my way to an RC track and just go rip. <laughs> and you recently um, built your own on your property too. We did. I can't wait till this summer to drive on it and get some more stuff added to it. Yeah, what are your future plans for your practice track? Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure. I know come spring this year, my main goal is to add a nitro pit lane for it. Um, I'm hoping to add a permanent driver's stand because right now we're driving on uh, two-story scaffolding. I got two rows of it, so it's <laughs> two, two rows long, but it's two-story scaffold. And it's kind of it's kind of sketchy. I mean, it's pretty solid based, but we you don't want to stand up there. So we just sat down on the top of it and drive. Um, so it makes it a little different than when you're racing because you're always standing up when you're racing. So <laughs> we want to add that permanent driver stand this spring. And if, as I can afford it, I'm going to add lights and all kinds of stuff. And maybe one of these days in the fu near future, we might be able to get like a a Wednesday night or a Friday night series going. I don't know. Maybe we'll see what happens. If everybody's interested in something like that, we might do that. If not, we'll just have one hell of a practice track in the backyard. Oh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people's ears just perked right up when they heard that. I think it would be fun doing a midweek race. I like think the so, box too. Does. I think so, too. So, Keith, oh, go Keith ahead. We've, been, we've been seeing you a lot for the last year straight when exactly did you get into rc 
we got into our seeing not this past Christmas that we just had the the Christmas before. We bought my my oldest boy. It was his idea. He was like he. We asked him what they wanted for Christmas, and he was like some one of his buddies had a couple nitro rc cars which i don't think they race they just drive them on the streets and stuff and um and i was like oh hell yeah we're definitely doing that so i told chelsea that and she's like i'm not spending two thousand dollars on remote control cars for christmas and i was like all right whatever so we went to kramer hobby in alberville yep and we end up spending two thousand dollars on tracks <laughs> <laughs> And Traxxas charger and batteries and all that kind of stuff. It's so easy and, to do. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it's so easy to do, spend that kind of money. It oh, happens yeah. so fast. Way fast. I've spent a lot more than that over the last year. Since then. <laughs> How many so, personal race vehicles are you up to, Keith? My personal race vehicles are... I have a EB4 10.2. I have the ET410, the NT48.3, and the EB48.4, but I just ordered the new EB2.0 yesterday, so I'm going to not be running the EB48.4, so I stick with four vehicles, two in the winter, two in the summer. That's and then add, add in uh, what Chelsea's doing. If I add Chelsea's, she has the... Same as I have for the 10th scale. And then for 8th scale, she runs the E-Buggy, the 48.4, and she has an E-Truggy 48.3. Oh, right on. And my two middle sons have actually been kind of getting into it over the last month again. They kind of got out of it at first after we started buying the faster cars. I think they got intimidated at the track a little bit because they couldn't keep up with people. But over the last, like, month, July and Kasten have been coming to the track with us on Saturdays and racing. And July actually took his first first place in Sportsman yesterday awesome. at the Toy Box. Right on. Congratulations. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that one. He did really good. It made me pretty proud of him. So you're going to be pretty busy right in your own backyard coming up this summer. Oh, yeah, every day after work, or not maybe not every day, but a lot of days after work, I'm going to try to get out there and rip. It's just, if I do, it's so much more car maintenance that way, too, because we're definitely going to race like we did last summer. So we'll probably run the whole Nitro Series, all of FTR Series, and probably, for the most part, most of Rick Series. <laughs> awesome. Love it. We need dedicated people like you in our region, in our seat, Keith. It, it helps it helps everybody. Yes, sir. I agree. It's fun. It's it's a very addicting hobby. I will say that. You were listing off all your cars, and I couldn't help but notice they were all techno. Where do your loyalties to techno come from? My loyalties to techno come from, well, for starters, when we first started, a lot of guys at the 510 is the first track we ever went to, and we had the Traxxas, and they're like, and I kept breaking an ultimate slash. I couldn't ever get it to do anything, which I don't get me wrong. I never, I never added any, like uh, I kept running the VXL motor and the ES, the speedo in it. Um, so that makes a big difference when you're driving them. You could totally tell the difference. 
And then my wife ended up buying a used team associated car off of Shelby Tompkins. And it was an older car. And so she got a buggy and I was running the tracks, the short course truck. The kids were running a rustler two wheel drive. And we kept going to a couple of, at the end of the season, our first year at the, the trophy races they were having at the 510. And everybody's just driving technos and team associateds and, and her team associated, it was the, the older style. So I think all the hardware on it was different size than what they are now. She had a B44.2 or one. It, it was, yeah, I believe that one of those two, because the, the tooling, the tools that I have in, and at the time I was still using like Traxxas, the Traxxas tool, tool kit that you can buy or whatever. So basically all, like a flathead and a Phillips. Yeah, I had a flathead and a Phillips, and it had yep. it, it still had the 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 Allen heads in it, but her the car she had had the opposite size tools or, or opposite size hardware in it. Yeah. So the metric, I think it was, I don't know if it was metric or standard hardware in it. It's I don't standard. remember. It, it was probably a mix of both. No, it's I well, think yeah. it, I think it was. It was supposed was to be three thirty seconds. Yeah, I'm working. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm wrenching on an old car right now to make into a speed run car, and I had to dig out all my um, imperi- all my 332nds and 116ths. All that crap got buried when I everything switched to metric. Mm-hmm. So. So, so KP, going back to the techno thing, uh, yep. you, can, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. When I first got into this, and it's not that long ago, I think it was four years ago now, the biggest thing that hooked me in was I also started at the 510 because I was living in Brainerd at the time, coming down from there. And Sean Van Dalen was the proprietor of the 510 at that point in time. And he got my SCT 410.3 working a, letter, a lot better for me. It made me have a lot more fun and want to come back. And as I understand it, Sean helps you out a little bit here and there too, does he not? Sean is my guy. He's my go-to. <laughs> I love the Van Dalens, and and he definitely helps me out a lot on a lot of techno stuff. Yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's helped a lot of people get into this sport. Yes, sir. I was actually at his house today. Yeah. <laughs> so you that's, that's probably where you bought uh, your new techno kit from. That is exactly where I bought my – that's where I bought all my technos from. All Love but, it. I believe all. Actually, I think that back. All but like three of them. All my brand new ones I have bought from Van Dalen. I've been Very racing good. with uh, Sean since the roller rink days. He used to hold uh, races at the skating place in St. Cloud on a Sunday night. That was awesome. Who was that? Sean. Oh yeah, that's cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. He used to run MMR off road for Andrew. Did he not? I think he did once or twice, for sure. Oh, okay. You know, that might have been a time to where I wasn't around at MMR, because back in the day, uh, long before any of you guys, there were were two different on-road crowds, and you had to choose a side. There was no going back and forth, and I chose one side, and other people chose another side type situation. It was dumb high school bitch stuff. Yeah, we don't like any of that drama. Um, 
Dude, there's so much <laughs> but, going on but it, right but now. But it follows it's us unreal. everywhere we go, unfortunately. You should um, see the PMs I get on a weekly basis. If I were to give a background to the questions that were asked, because there's always an undertone to the PM questions. <laughs> Anyway. Right. Yeah, they want they want to keep it on the down low a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I get a little bit of that too, but I, I kind of pushed it all back on you right away. So the Thanks. the people that Thanks. used to, <laughs> the people that used to ask me about shit like that are now bugging you. <laughs> hey, you're you're the big man, man. It's it's your your podcast, Keith. You are you are really coming on as of late. You're you're past some sort of plateau. Your skill keeps going up and your results are getting better you tq'd the other week at the 510 talk about that i did it was the first tq i've ever gotten it was it was really awesome actually it made me feel really proud about myself when i was done with it um i don't know really don't know how it happened i've i've been coming along pretty fast trying to beat these guys i never ran sportsman's class I think I ran like three races ever in sportsman. And after that, I was like, I don't want to run in sportsman. So I just jumped in with the fast guys. And I've been just buckling down and trying to beat some of them. Just doing what I can to try to beat them and practice and set up and learning the tire game a little bit. And yeah. and I don't know. It was, I don't know how I did it. I just got lucky, I guess. We're, <laughs> I don't we're know. big fans of the Truggy class on this podcast. How are you liking it? Oh, I love the truck. I ripped a couple packs through mine today. When I went out to Sean's, I had to grab a Sandwalk <laughs> controller for one of my buddies that he ordered. And we met up at the tent and we ran and ran four or five packs through our cars while we were out there. Love it. How you liking the new layout? Oh, that I love that layout. That layout is probably my favorite 10 scale layout I've been on yet because it reminds me a lot of an 8 scale track. Sure. Yeah, I've I've been in a little bit of a hibernation lately. Um, I haven't I haven't gone racing anywhere in a couple months, but I think I'm gonna dust some stuff off and and get up to their to the five ten. If not to race to to get some practice time in, because like I say, it's it's been a really long time since I you ran. Should, so you should totally go try it out. I don't know if they have plans on changing it before their last trophy race or not. I haven't heard nothing about it yet, but. There is actually on Wednesday nights quite a few people that go out there and practice. So that's good. We've been we've been going there a couple of weeks in a row. Um, last weekend we went to the toy box. It was my first toy box race ever on a Wednesday night, and that's too much for me to drive my whole, all my kids, my family over there. Just move so fast paced. The maintenance my my kids' cars and our cars. So I'm gonna stick with my Wednesday night close to home practicing and. Uh, there's quite a few people that go there on Wednesday nights. There That's is. awesome. I'm, there is. I'm glad to hear that Wednesdays are picking up again. It was huge when I started in oh, the winter was, of uh, 2015, 2016. It was massive. Uh, Joe? Sorry, it was massive. Back when uh, Sean opened up the 510 and when he came up with the idea for um, the winter race, the Sub-Zero Challenge, Greg Gerton and I went there to try out a new layout on a Wednesday. There... There hadn't hadn't been that many people on a race day yet. It was right, dude. There was like forty, fifty guys in there with like slashes and shit. It's like this is awesome. They're never gonna <laughs> race. Uh, and I talked to quite a few of them. They're, they they never want to race. They just want to go there 
and get their laps in and go home. And that's a crowd I did not know existed in that area. Right. Until then. And Keith, uh, Friday nights used to be really popular. Are you going on Fridays at all? I have not really been doing much on Friday nights. Last winter when we first got into it, we went there a lot on Friday nights. Um, Since summer's been over and we started back again this year on winter, we haven't. I might have went one time on a Friday night. I've been going Wednesday nights, trying to race on Saturdays, and then every once in a blue moon on Sundays if I'm bored and I ain't got nothing going on. We run out there and throw down a few laps and a couple hours, three or four hours, and go home. You're getting your laps in, man. What are what are your racing plans for the, the rest of this winter season? I have got – I'm going to run one the final race at Omaha for 8th scale. We ran most of the Techno Winter Series there. Um, we skipped the last one to do the trophy race at the 510. And that was mainly because I just got my brand new EB410.2 and I wanted to rip it. Ah. So, so I skipped out on eight scale to run it. And um, then we'll do, the, we'll do that last Omaha race and I'll probably run, if it's not the same day, I'm not for sure on the dates. I got to look if the 510 trophy race is the same as the weekend as Omaha. If it is, then I'll have to skip the 510. If not, I'll be at that last race and... I'm going to do as much racing, I guess, at the toy box for the rest of the winter as I can. Right, right. Very right. cool. And we're sitting mid-February. The The indoor season kind of wraps up in late March, but the 510's got a little bit of a, an event going on, uh, the Stock Wars that we'll talk about a little bit later. But then we'll be all, everybody's going to be gearing up for outdoor season. So what's your plans for this summer? Oh, I'm going to definitely hit it pretty hard and heavy because I I love the 8th scale. I, I love 10th scale, but if I could run 8th scale year-round, I would run 8th scale year-round. I don't know. There's just something about them. I like the bigger cars, the bigger tracks. Um, so I will probably, like or like I said earlier, we'll definitely run the whole Nitro series. Um, we'll run the whole FTR series and... More than likely, most of the Rick's Hobby Farm series for the summer. And um, we're scheduling a vacation for this time next year already, too, for the whole family. We normally go to Texas for Thanksgiving or Christmas Mm -hmm. and see my family, but it always kind of turns into a shot show. So we'll probably not even tell none of my family back home this year. We're just going to take a family vacation. And I think we're going to go to Florida or California and bring all our RC stuff and See what kind of tracks we can't find out there just to rip on. Right on. Yeah, that you'll have to awesome. hit up Sean and Seth and find out, you know, we're all seeing videos of Seth practicing for the, the big race coming up this weekend, the Dirt Nitro Challenge. So yep. you'll have to hit some of that stuff out there. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing the videos. I know Jordan Corton's out there right now, too, racing. Right. Oh, very cool. I had no idea oh, that they were out there. Yep. They just got there yesterday. Today was their first morning there, and I think that Jordan's actually going to run that Dirt Nitro Challenge this year. Oh, that's awesome. Good he's for got, them. He's got a brand new Nitro buggy that he got for Christmas, and they got it all set up, so they okay. went there. 
We'll see how it goes. I'm sure he's going to like it because the tracks look freaking sexy out there. Oh, it looks mint. Hey, Joe, well, we have Keith. Do you want to try to pitch him on the, the Spring Nationals down at the Hobbyplex? Oh, yeah. Have you, you heard of the Spring Nationals come up um, three week weekends before the MNRC opener? Yep. Um, Tent scale. There's going to be mini truggy and four thirteen five four wheel mod four wheel it's a good time uh practice opens up on the thursday you don't have to be there on the thursday i did last year and i'm kind of glad i did mm-hmm. but yeah i'm going again this year it's going to be a great time i'm going to bring joe three with me again and so inside by the pits they have a rock crawler course too so you know have your kids bring the rock crawlers along if you have them Yep, that's at Omaha, right? Yeah, it's at the Hobbyplex. Okay. You've been there. It, it's the, is it all of the clay, or are they doing it on their indoor on-road track? They're doing it on the clay. The indoor, They had a big carpet race, I think, last week, or it's next week. I like carpet racing. I'm not wanting to do a full weekend race with it yet. I like, sure. if, if I'm going to do a big race, it's going to be on dirt. Okay. So well, we might be down to make our way down there for that one too. Keith, uh, have you ever driven? Wife. Have you ever driven your tenth scale stuff on a big surface like that? I other than I, other than Rick's hobby farm, like somewhere with somewhere that's clay with big traction. I, I, you know what? I drove my e buggy and my nitro truggy at three out of the four races at Omaha this year so far. Yep, and I, I, if I would have known that it was going to take uh, like as long as it takes all day long i probably would have brought my mini truggy with me for at the beginning and yeah. and ran it the whole series too but i haven't but for the last race there coming up i'm bringing my mini truggy with me and we're going to see how well we do in it because it looks pretty fun with mini truggies on that track it is oh, hell yeah. it's a blast it's so on last year's uh, spring champs layout let's say we we're doing 23 second laps okay but we were never bored like there was always a really racy obstacle in front of us that you have to drive there was no like long straightaway corner long straightaway it was always something it was really what? fun layout what's the dates on that again it's the weekend of <laughs> april 25th April 25th. Okay. It's it's around it's it's that weekend. Yeah, I know it's really it's it's my current favorite race. Cool. Are you going there greening? Uh, I probably won't. It's um things have been pretty slow at work lately and it's uh probably a, a budget type decision that I got to mm-hmm. make, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's not because I don't want to. I promise you I I, I could get I used an to have Airbnb a and make it really cheap for you to go. And What's that, bud? I could get an Airbnb and make it really cheap for you to go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's everything, though. You know, it's all the consumables and the uh, the food that I'm going to eat and the the drinks that I'm going to drink while I'm there. It all it all adds up. I uh, I try to to stay around local since I don't race all that much. I like to give my money to the local tracks. But that being said. Um, if it was a little bit more feasible, I wouldn't even hesitate because it's. I know it's going to be a blast. I mean, Joe had a blast last year, and I know I would have had an incredible time too. So, sure. 
cool. Uh, well, I've heard of other people saying they're going to be going to that one this year. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, this year they actually got to do it though. Well, yeah. Well, right. last year they saw me win a class, and they're like, "Shit! If Joe can win, we're coming down." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I'll be down to go with you if my wife gives me the gives me the hall pass and she wants to go. We will definitely be down to try to get to that one. You know she'll be down. She normally is. She hasn't told me no yet, except for when we first got into RC and before she got into it with me. Right, she right. Tell me no, I couldn't buy this or I can't buy that. Now it's like she knows that we got to have this stuff if we're gonna be competitive in this and try to keep up with some of these guys. So, how cool is it that you guys are doing this together like that, Keith? It's it's actually it's a I'm blessed. You to be are. honest with you. I'm a lucky guy that she lets me do this stuff and because we do do it a lot i i mean it's like two it's every every week since we've gotten into it hardcore like twice a week and sometimes three times a week that we are driving and i mean we don't take the whole day off of work to do it or anything like that we work during the daytime and but as soon as we're off it's i take a quick shower throw some clean clothes on and load up and we're ready to go to practice somewhere (laughs) she lets me do it so it's it's pretty cool. I'm a lucky guy on in that standpoint of it. And she's progressed a ton. Oh yeah, she's getting fast. She's pretty tonight. She was beating me a little bit out there at the five ten. She only ran like <laughs> and she don't never practice as much as I do. She likes to do Facebook lives yeah. and she's she's into like Bitcoin. Yep. Um, and all, a lot of stuff like that kind of stuff and. Uh, so a lot of times when we're at the track, he gives her her free time away from the kids. She'll sit on her phone and do her do her lives and stuff on Facebook, and I'll go inside and get everything set up and start ripping with whoever's in there wanting to rip. Cool. Right. Oh. Do you have anything else for Keith? No, that's about it. I just, you know, it, I, I'm just impressed with the progress he's made over the last year because he went oh, from it's huge being a brand-new racer to – you know fighting for wins in classes it's huge yeah he's already a contender you're just huge congratulations keith the the dedication and obviously the passion too is it's awesome to see it it it'll help more people dive into this hobby and it it kind of it refuels uh some of us too that have been in it a little longer sure i really appreciate it guys it's it's fun. It's 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 addicting and very fun and hopefully hopefully I'll be beating you guys pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, almost seem like it's gonna be long. It it might be next week. So a few weeks uh, ago at the toy it. box you would have beat right. yeah. A few weeks ago at the toy box you would have beaten me if you went to pop the damn ball cup. Yeah, I know. I had Dave LaRue on Wednesday night in buggy class. I couldn't believe that one. Nice. And, and I had him for like the whole race. <laughs> and and in the second qualifier to take the TQ spot in 13-5 wheeler, and uh, I bobbled on that back double they have on the wall. Two laps in a row, and he passed me <laughs> and beat me by like three seconds. But uh, that one, not, that one made me really pumped because I've never beat him. I mean, I've never beat you either, but I've never beaten. And Dave Larue, that guy over there in Wisconsin, he seems to he's hard to beat. Oh, oh absolutely! <laughs> in, Indoors, in, outdoors, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Third, in that 13.5 wheeler and that e-buggy class, that guy, is he's fast. Yeah. So, Keith, just to, to cap it off here, I kind of want to open it up to you for to 
to for some acknowledgements, people you want to thank, companies you want to thank, just uh, everybody that helps you do this RC thing. I want to thank every, all you guys. You guys for giving me the chance to talk on y'all's podcast tonight. I want to give a big shout out to the Van Dalens for helping me on setups and with with my nitro and basically help, helps me on anything I need help if I need if I have a question I can call him and he'll just tell me over the phone what I need to do or don't need to do um I I don't have no sponsors yet but I do want to thank Techno for making awesome RC cars and Proline for making awesome tires um even Jcon for making awesome tires because I run both tires um Sandwall for making awesome controllers and I want to thank the Toy Box the 510 FTR and Rick's Hobby Farm for having awesome tracks to drive on out here also Thunder Road I've never been to Dollar Hobbies or MMR I'm sure I'd like it there too um so I don't know I just want to thank all you guys it's awesome I'm glad that I got into this hobby and I'm glad I got to meet a lot of cool new friends too while I was doing it absolutely we're glad to have you keith uh you should also plug yourself too you'd uh your business and what you guys do over there that actually makes this thing possible yes uh, yep i do want to thank that too um we do we do metal fabrication and um it definitely it's what basically sponsors us to be able to do this all the time right now pays for all of it so your iron work is stunning oh thank you We've got some really cool stuff coming up. You guys will get to see some cool pictures over the next couple of weeks of a project I'm on right now. That's it's it's stunning. All right, it's going to be really cool. It's all aluminum fabrication too, and it's I'm sure you guys have already probably seen some of the gates that we we're working on with, but now we're starting on railing for the place, and it's it's going to be outstanding looking project when it's done. I can't wait to see it. For the listeners, cool. Keith, where can they find uh, your stuff on Facebook? Um, I have a artistic ornamental iron page that my wife will post a lot of the pictures on. I also have a website, um, which would be artistic ornamental iron, uh, www.artisticornamentaliron.com. And I have uh, my personal face- Facebook page has a lot of pictures of stuff, which would be under Keith Rains Jr., and then my wife under Chelsea Reigns has quite a few pictures of stuff. So cool. Very cool. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time, Keith. And thanks for coming on the Ran Out of Talent podcast. Awesome. Thank you guys for giving me the chance to be on it. Thanks. Absolutely. We'll see you at the track, man. Yep. You'll yep. have we'll to. We'll see you around. Thank yep. you. You'll have to hang up yep. yourself. Okay. Right. I got it. You can, you can click on it and remove them from the call. Okay. I don't know how myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You got your hands full on the other end running this this monkey show. Not really. It goes pretty smoothly. I've been looking at my speedrun car trying to figure out why there's so much damn binding in the steering rack. <laughs> I was I was planning on watching Aladdin with my dog for most of this, but I was actually I had a lot of fun talking to Keith. Uh, it's just it's so cool getting to talk to all these folks are right. they're so excited and passionate about this stuff. The, He's, you know, they're so positive, yeah. those two. The the Reigns family, they're an awesome family to have around at the track. And when you suggested having them on, it's like, oh, hell yeah. Because this is basically your segment. 
I, I, you know, so it's like, yeah, call up or text Reigns. It's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. We'll do that for sure. Yeah, between between you and, and me, we should be able to, to come up with some fun people to talk to here every now and then. Yep, yep, for sure. What else you got for us, Joe? Oh, well, I've talked about the speed run. I really didn't talk about the group and what we're doing. Yeah, get after that. Uh, did I add you to it at all? Or did you not? You did, but I don't think I'm ever going to build a speed car, so I don't know if I'm going to join or not yet. I'm still weighing my options here. So here's here, the deal. Pitch it to me. When, when I decided to build this, I listened to a TSR podcast, and then Chris Martin invited me to this group. I go, screw it. I'm going to build a build a car. So it's Minnesota Speed Run Challenge 2020. Um, it's basically a max battery of a 6S, which I'm not even going to get close to that. You pay 100 bucks, and winner gets the cash. Any RC car to 110th to 118th, um, whatever kind of car, No, only one motor allowed per vehicle. 6S max limit. Um and last chance to show legit proof, and then there's a huge thing about how you show proof on your video and all that stuff. Wait, here we go. First place gets 60% of the cash. Second place gets 30% of the cash, and third place gets 10. Right on. So I'm actually, you know, it's a mixture of things why I decided to do this, and it's like, yeah, I got, I got some ideas. I really do, and I've been bugging so. I, I have so many questions for Tim Smith, but I've been holding <laughs> my questions back to like two a day. So it's like the other day, it's like, do I want harder soft suspension and do I want a wedge body or a square body? That type of thing. And then he'll answer and then I'll have like another 10 questions in my head, but I won't bug him too much. Sure. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I told you about the foam breaking tool I'm getting. Yeah, it, I mean, are guys, I know I asked you this last time, but are you still seeing guys like Holmberg and them doing the the heat up method with the with the towel and all that, soaking in the sauce and getting it hot? And I don't know if he is, but so I've seen him grind tires, which is yep. the norm. I don't L- know if they're lately. Heat- I've seen him do that too. I just I remember in the last couple years. Guys like him, Joe Scaramel, people that have tire sponsorship, um, doing this kind of stuff to, and and then Joe's tires are always hooked up. Yeah, well, you like super hooked up. You bake in the sauce to get the sauce into the like the little pores after you grind on them. So, and then I got another method of doing it. Like, um, so once you're done grinding it, you sauce them and instead of using the rag, or you can use the rag and then you sauce it and heat it up with the heat gun. I don't know. I got to experiment. I, this is all new to me. I, I was, right. I'm still kind of against it, but you, you need it for a buggy. Sure. You don't need yeah, it for I, truggy. I, I think next year my buggy's not going to be a buggy. I think I'm just going to have a mini truggy for 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 one tenth off-road i think i'm gonna take that 6.1 that i have and i have to check the rules down at t's i don't know if they've updated their super stock class yet you used to have um a rear motor 
okay. to race that class. Two years ago, you still had to have an old rear motor chassis to race that class. I was doing it with that um, that TLR 22 2.0 that I made into a rear motor for the MNRC two seasons ago when it was open buggy still. Okay. When we when they switched it from uh, stock buggy to open buggy. Okay. So I was running super stock with that once in a while, but I think I'm going to make a super stock car out of my two-wheel drive buggy and then either get back into the Midwest Mod class or what I would really would like to do is get into one of their sprint car classes. That's not a terrible idea. Sprint cars get me going, and I really miss racing with, with he's kind of like my cousin, but more so my friend Jim. Uh, the guy that I worked with at yeah. Fox, I miss miss going down there to tease and racing with those guys. So okay, uh, one more thing before we get into questions. Um, at the five ten raceway, April fourth and fifth, it's going to be Stock Wars. Stock Wars. Stock Wars. Um, it's going to be four rounds, qualifiers, qual points. Tri- uh, Five-minute mains on Sunday, AAA mains. It's going to be the two-wheel drive spec buggy, and that's also going to be the novice class. So like Joe 3's car, I'm going to have to put a different motor in and a different set of front tires. And then it's going to be two-wheel drive stock buggy. It's going to be 13.5 wheeler and 13.5 stadium truck. It's going to be $35 first entry. $25 kids first entry and then $15 each additional entry and um, a free bottle of sauce with every first entry. So that sounds like a great time to me. It does. It's um, The thing that excites me is it's the old Sub-Zero challenge format. Yep. Except the four, it's just... The four rounds of qualifying on Saturday... And triple A mains for those that make them on Sunday. I loved that race. Yeah. Um, a lot of people complain that they didn't want to come back for a second day, but it's like it's one big race right. for the entire season. The, um, the, and they the that race used to be phenomenal because it was so much fun to see all of the mod racers at that time go out there and battle in three main events. Right. Yeah, but you know, it was Seth versus Hunter versus Kyle versus Neil versus uh, Tony Marks versus I don't know, throw in whoever else was fast in the mod class at the time. It was uh, that was a hoot. That was right when I got into RC racing and watching those guys duke it out is probably part of what got me so excited about it. Yeah, and this is just going to be stock classes, so it's going to be a um, it's going to be not smaller, but it's going to be. If we if they get the turnout, it is gonna really prove who is best at this class, who is best at that class. Um, it'll be a great warm up for the spring champs. I'm gonna actually use that race to kind of break in tires. Cool. But yeah, it's gonna be a great time. So, should we get into questions? We had a few of them. I just remembered we were doing a podcast this morning, so I added the question thing this morning so we probably didn't get as many as we could have yeah that's all right we got a pretty good show length going on already so yeah for sure for sure 
Hey, Keith Raines just like ran out of talent page. <laughs> um, I just liked his stuff. Yeah, he's, I mean, like I said, if you ever get a chance, um, check out his metal work on his Facebook page or where he told you. It is, it's, it's real art. It's not just, like, I, I'm a metal stamper, you know what I mean? I don't do anything special, I just crank out metal products. Keith really fabricates and makes stuff out of nothing. It's awesome. Yeah, he's got some beautiful work. Yeah, all right. First one's from Jason Chenard, and this started a whole thread underneath. And he's not... Okay, well, I'll read the question, and then I'll give it a little bit of context, but I won't give it full context. Jason Chenard, do you think racers should get docked a lap for screaming at marshals? I got lit up by someone last night, and it wasn't a great experience. Now, I'm going to add context to that. So, unfortunately, I've shouted at a marshal, and it's like I've apologized after and all that. He's not talking about that. An extreme situation happened yesterday to where the guy should have been kicked out of the place. Where was this? That was at Thunder Road. Okay. But it was one guy, one, and you can't blame it on yep. Thunder Road. No, I'm just, I'm just curious about, anyway, yeah. continue. No, he, Jason told me about the whole situation. Dude, Jason's more patient man than me, because I would have waffle stomped the guy's car and let it escalate from there. <laughs> that's what would have happened if what would have happened to J it was bad if it's what i'm picturing you know based on on the picture you're painting for me yeah i, I would have had a hard time restraining myself as well um that type of thing i mean do you think it just blew up out of nowhere or was it was it maybe this is kind of average behavior for this individual and it just happened to step up in this event. I'm not sure, you know. Because um, there's some there's some perpetual bad behaviors. Right. I'm going to send you a stand. screenshot of what happened. So the guys that do it fairly regularly, that comes down to the race director's got to get on top of those people. The race director you, you did. Have, you have to pull. You have to pull them aside. Have a conversation with them, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm not telling anybody else how to run their track. Oh, if I will. It was mine. I'm pulling them aside. I'm having a conversation with them, saying, "Hey, anything like this happens again, you're gone." Oh, but uh, no, we'll we'll get into more of the negative stuff when I hang up the phone. But um, <laughs> so one one quick thing I can say is I heard um if there's any. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had an argument in the pits with somebody and you had your words and then it was fine? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah. I wouldn't well, even real, call it real quick. Yeah, an argument. I would say you have a, a little tiff. Yeah, you know that if you do that at Thunder Road, you're going to get kicked out. So, like, if you're walking off the driver's stand, and you're like, "Man, that was a that was a pretty shitty takeout there, bud." Yep. That th this is what I heard. But anyways, so read what I wrote. Or what I sent you. And tell me what... Dude, that was just brutal. But yeah, so Jason's situation is very extreme. 
incredibly extreme. Um, if I were this guy, I would just sell my RC equipment right now. But, like, there are times to where I've shouted at a marshal and I feel bad about it. I've done it once or twice maybe in the past year. There has been times where I shouted on the driver's stand to where the marshal thought I was directing at them to where I wasn't. Does that make sense? To like where I crash and I go, or like, damn it, or something like that. But the marshal can't hear. They just think I'm yelling at them, which that's not happening. And you know it's not okay, but things get heated and apologies can make things okay. But what happened there is not okay. No, the only thing I'm okay with is is raising your voice so that you can get the attention of that marshal. Oh you yeah, know, you're like sure. you're like, hey, marshal, marshal, marshal. You know, you you don't have to swear at them, dude. You don't have to demean them. All you can do to help yourself at that point is try to get their attention. Yeah, Joe 3, when he's been marshalling lately, I've been letting him go out there in an easy corner on his own, and I sit there and watch him, and I, I'm i sitting there, Joe 3, pay attention. Joe 3, watch your corner. Get him, get him, get him, yep. that type of thing. Cause, or like... Well, you want to mar- yeah, marshal how you want to be marshaled. Some, gu- sure. some guys, I, it's not physically possible. But other guys are either just lazy or, dude, you daydream. I've daydreamed a million times in a, in a corner. Everybody does it. Yep. Nobody's innocent. And in Nitro, a lot of times the guys will, will rev their stuff up to get your attention. And, and then you just got to know that, that when you do that, I'm not going to that much. Hey. might get my attention, but I'm not going to touch your car until you stop doing that. Right, right. So, hey, are you on your cell phone? No, I'm on my computer like I always am. Oh, you're, you're a little, um, you're breaking up a little bit. You, it's oh, been, Yeah, you're, am you're I breaking, breaking up, up on, on your end? end too. Oh, that's a shame. Well, we only got a couple more questions. Like I got, I have good Wi-Fi, but it's been acting funky today. Like this okay. morning, I had to reset my router twice. So, anyways, so yeah, um, no, you shouldn't get docked a lap, but situations like what you were in, Jason, that guy should be booted. Yep. Um, let's see, see you bye. Yeah, John Shore. And you're not coming back without an apology, no. at the very least. No way, John Shore. Curious what your opinions are on classes being split up on skill level. For example, novice class, everyone should have one intermediate expert. Some also have pros. How do track r- tracks regulate where everyone belongs and whatever? And then he went and then under that, you know, he kind of figured out his own situation. What I personally believe, I believe, like he said, every track should have a novice, but. Like, there shouldn't be an intermediate expert pro. That should be dictated by what main you qualify in. Correct. So he kind of answered his own question there. <laughs> he did. That, that's what I also believe. You should be in the main you qualify. 
well, the main you qualify in, that's your skill level. And like Choban broke it down, you know, C main beginner, B main intermediate, A main expert. And I do kind of agree with that because I'm a tick better than average and I'm a very bottom of the A main driver. (laughs) Yeah, in a perfect world, everybody would be okay with sucking once in a while. And we're all racing basically one, two, maybe three classes. And there's B mains, C mains, D mains. There's always marshals. The program keeps running. Everything is just so much smoother. Right. When it goes like that. Right. Um, Matthew Hintzman, he has a longer one. He goes, what are some of the smaller companies you feel that that make RC products that you can't find at a big box hobby shop like A-Main? He goes, I know you've been promoting Donathan RC, which will be a future sponsor of this podcast. (laughs) What are some of the other brands out there that catch your eye for... And for him, he's like, it's RC Speed Secrets, Factory RC, and Exotech. And then he elaborates. He goes, he has more to add. He goes, isn't it crazy how some of the smaller companies have grown so much over the years? I mean, I remember buying a conversion for his Revo from Techno. Exotech started out making conversions and et cetera, et cetera. This is all... That was all a question from Matt? Yeah, so basically... That sounded like a run-on sentence from Mike Nesbitt. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. (laughs) With no punctuation. (laughs) I kind of read it fast, too. Um, Yeah, those are all great examples. I I wish you could see uh, Cow RC stuff. Right. At Hot Shops, because you you pay out of your bumhole to get that stuff shipped. Right. But... Uh, I just ordered some stuff from them, so I'm pretty happy with them. Yep, there's Cow RC, um, Stealth Designs, Team Tactical RC. They they do 3D printing also, but it's more like um, tool holders and car stands. Like there's 3D printing's become a big way of smaller guys to get into it. And now Team Tactical has opened up their stuff to where they can now carry Hobby Wing aka products etc etc sure so they're growing yeah, one, 175 rc yeah do a lot of stock parts that are pretty cool right i wish i could remember what i just bought a bunch of hardware off of 510's wall yesterday um he had that oddball 2.5 millimeter stuff so i bought one of everything i can't remember the brand but um you also have like uh jim's bearings that's a quality product. But yeah, there's you're right, Matthew. And you know what? It's also cool when you find something, one of those smaller guys that have a quality product. It feels like you know a little something that other people don't. Right. And it's fun to tell people what you found. Like I've been pimping out Donathan RC products since uh, Kevin Van Ert showed them to me. Kevin Van Ert goes, hey, get this heated lipo safe. I did, and then I bought a ton of cables, and you know, and then I eventually became sponsored by him. And then Zach is eventually going to sponsor the podcast here. He was going to sponsor this episode, but he's working on his new 2020 leads, which are, I didn't think his leads could get better, but he just got them better type situation. Awesome. 
And then you got Brad Sadvig's deal, the RC Tech Lab. Do you see that? Yep. Yeah, he, he's he's doing uh, doing electronic work for people. Yep, he's repairing eye chargers, um, electronic speed controllers when he can. He'll take a look at like he'll. I remember one race day, he totally rebuilt Eric Swanson's M12. <laughs> Eric was having an issue with the Zem 12 and then Brad's like well I'll wrench on it and he did and he got it to work unreal yeah no the dude's an electrical genius so anyways yeah I, I love the small company factor I mean think about it. Team Losey started out as something out of ranch pit shop <laughs> uh, Gil Jr. was a professional skateboarder they, they didn't really care too. I mean, they cared, but, I mean, they had their hands in so many things. It's it's crazy what Team Losey became associated with the slot car company. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, back in the 60s. It, it's just crazy where all these, you look at all these huge conglomerate companies where they come from, and, man, it's all grassroots. It's awesome to see. I, that's an RC documentary I want to see right there. <laughs> you know, did you ever watch on the History Channel where they had, like, um, the cars that built America and they went through Henry Ford's whole spiel and the Dodge Brothers and Chevrolet and how Chevrolet became and all that other stuff? No, I haven't. God, it's like 8 to 12 hours total. But just... The, the Henry Ford stuff alone was worth it just to see how big of a bastard that guy was. <laughs> okay. He was a worthless sack of shit. I, I, I'm i not even exaggerating. <laughs> right on. All right. Another question um, from Corey Hens goes, um, what do you think about adding a junior final nitro buggy at the MNRC events? I think it would be great if you could get the intermediate group of kids in there. Um, like if you could get um, Chad Johnson's son, Xander. He's really starting to wheel an RC car. But he's not quite up to that A-main level yet. Right. Seeing kids like that at that level and below work with each other i think that would be really cool i would love to see it happen but it would have to like grow immediately right so i think i got one more because the other screenshots okay matthew hausen a couple of yes or no questions socks with sandals no i'm gonna say never i'm gonna say no also because I just started wearing slides this year. Wearing what? Slides. I've never worn sandals until this year. I'm always a socks and shoes guy no matter the weather. Slides? Is that like the cool kid term or what? Are you getting hip on me over no. there? Slides are like um, the total open-toed sandal. <laughs> okay, I, I've never heard that before. Yeah, I'm with, learning stuff over here. Yeah, they don't have the thong notch. Right. Yeah, I hate the thong. 
Yeah. Um, Croc. Yeah, where did that... Why are people doing that? Why are people wearing socks? I don't know. Socks with sandals. What, what the hell is the point? Why don't you just wear a shoe at that point? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not... It looks fucking ridiculous. I, so I don't care about the looks, but it's like you get... You know what that says? Sandals with socks mean to me. I see that I see an indecisive person. I see a person that only does missionary position. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it's just like a dad thing too. Um, Crocs is acceptable footwear. I would say without socks. Borderline acceptable. Definitely not cool. No, never cool. You know, the difference between you and I, Ryan, is I have a couple of kids, and once you have a couple of kids, you just do whatever the hell's the most comfortable. Like right, <laughs> right now I'm wearing a baggy pair of sweatpants and this pug shirt that I w- <laughs> I wouldn't have worn in the comfort of my own home 12 years ago because it's so dorky. I just bought some Zubas this week. Oh, right on, right on. And then he had uh, one last part to his question. He goes, why do you feel Aurora is the only sanctioning body in North America that anyone knows about? What can make them better? Do you want me to go? Uh, maybe it would actually require, you know, a, a, like the AMA, um, that, that governs motorcycle racing across the country. They're kind of a shit show too, but at least they have some money to do things with because in order to race at AMA sanctioned events, you have to have a license, which you got to pay for every year that generates funds for that organization to do things. I mean, what generates money for Roar? Membership. Okay. And I think but it's, they, I it's think... mostly it's probably not enough to to pay people a significant amount of money oh, to yeah. to give their time to Roar, correct? Everybody so, on Roar is on a volunteer basis, I believe. Oh, yeah, there it is right there. Well, how much more can you expect out of people when they're just volunteering their time? Right. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like they make a rule and they stick with it for so long because they don't have a motivation to keep innovating. I wouldn't either. You know, there used to be Norca that used to be equal to Roar back in the 90s. It's kind of like back in the day with BMX, you had ABA and NBL. Correct. Well, eventually, uh, ABA and NBL merged, but with RC, Norca just went away in the early to mid-2000s around there, and then it was just, uh, and then it's just Roar, and, you know, it hasn't been great. Everybody's a volunteer. It's just, like I said, I've said before on the show several times, we've had one regional in the past 16 years uh, it was right. like 2004 and i want to say 
when was the one at Genesis? Was it 2016 or 17? Something like that. But yeah, it's just volunteers don't care. Well, there's no skin in the game for it. Right. Like, that's going to take a ton of time to put a quality event on like that. It does. And you're going to expect a bunch of people to do it for free? I mean, get out of town. I want to say a couple of guys get paid and they don't get paid a lot. Like, I'm pretty right. sure the announcers get paid. I don't know, the race director might, the tech guy might, but, like, the president of the Roar watching over everything, if he's there, he he doesn't get paid. So, yeah, we, they should just, they, they should restructure, so we have more clear, we don't need a lot, we just need a couple of small rules changed. Right. Just so the motor game slows down a little bit. Maybe so the tires game slows down a little bit, but I don't see a rule they could put in that they could actually police. Right. You know what was cool about the Reedy Race? Sorry. What was cool about the Reedy Race was you couldn't do anything to the tires, and you had to give them back at the end of the day. Okay. So your tires were impounded. Right. That's very cool. I thought so. You know, I you, you can't really do that on a club race, but on a big race, I would love to see that. Just for a weekend, it'd be a little bit of a hassle, but if you only did it for the one weekend, I think it would be really cool. So, anyways, did you have any more thought on that? Joe, I think I've ran out of content. Yeah, we've ran out of talent. Uh, come back for more in a couple weeks. Also, check out my uh, MMA-style podcast called Cauliflower Ear Podcast. Uh, today we had on an uh, amateur fire na- fighter named Andy Keeker Jr., who's going to be fighting on March 7th. And that was a pretty fun episode. So... All right, um, we'll talk to you later, Ryan. Sounds good, Joe. All right, bye.